Uh, but no, in, in all seriousness. <laughs> Are you up for the challenge? Welcome to the 43rd episode of the 313 Challenge. I'm your host, Ryan Follen, and I'm here to keep things simple and powerful. Can you boil down your messaging to three sentences? Could you do it in one sentence? And ultimately, can you do it in just three words? This is what I've challenged people just like you to do throughout my career as a speaker and a consultant around the world, and now I've brought the 313 Challenge from the stage to the studio. This week's guest in the hot seat is Alex Malehi. We talked about optimism, legal help for small businesses and startups, and what would happen if two companies had a baby. <laughs> Let's go. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, Ryan. How are you doing? You know, uh, for the optimism in me, I'm, I'm going to focus on the good stuff that I can think of. So I'm doing great. And then for the pessimist in uh, somebody else, I'd be like, ah, there's actually (laughs) some stuff that is annoying and some stuff that's sad and some stuff that makes me angry. But yeah, let's, let's look at the brighter sides. Things are good. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. There's a, there's plenty of bright spots. uh, If you look for them, as you just told me before our call. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, I think, you know, you, you sometimes have to go through hardship to find happiness so even when things are not going good, I always look on the outside like, yeah, once I process, once I find the lessons and the learnings, it will be good. But uh, it's always good to recognize both the good and the bad. Well, the good news is that the show has started. The bad news is I'm going to throw you under the bus and I'm going to ask you to tell me about who you are through a story from your past. Now, if somebody that I, that I know but has never met you, they'd be like, so who'd you have on your podcast? Like, oh my gosh, this guy, Alex, this one time. And then I would share the story that you're going to tell me right now. And then that story, my friend's going to be like, wow, I, I totally get this guy. I see why he's an entrepreneur and optimist and all these other things. All right. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. Okay. All right. Let's, let's see if I can, uh, if I can tell this in a, in a suspenseful way. So the, the best one that comes to mind is my, my buddies and I were uh, traveling in Southeast Asia. Um, and we were, we were in Thailand. Uh, the, we landed the day that the government was overthrown, or at least martial law was enacted. So we ended up flipping our plans. And this involved us um, first going to Cambodia uh, and then afterwards going to Vietnam. But when we were in Cambodia uh, at a a hostel, uh, we had a bus booked for Vietnam the next morning. The owner of the hostel asked us if we had our visas for Vietnam. uh, And we were being naive Americans in another part of the world. uh, We were like, what do you mean? We can just walk in like we can most of We have a passport, right? Like it's a passport. Exactly. (laughs) He was like, well, no, you can't. Uh, Here's the internet. You should Google it. And um, we found out that you totally forgot that uh, Vietnam is, uh, has, has a lot of restrictions and they, uh, they require you to go through this lengthy process of applying for a visa through your embassy and you need a letter and you need to prove where you're staying and all these, all these month-long things to get a full page in your passport to actually get into the country. And we had a bus book for the next morning. So what we did was we asked the, our hostel guy what to do and he said, don't worry, I have a buddy. 
who can get you a visa, a Vietnamese visa overnight. It's just going to cost you 500 bucks and I need all your passports. And he'll meet you, meet you in Phnom Penh tomorrow morning uh, when you take a bus stop there. And then from there, you'll go to the border. And we were like, okay, well, we could either stay here and not give our five passports and $500 to this Cambodian man and probably be fine. Or we could do this. And worst case scenario, we find the U.S. embassy and uh, figure out a way to get back home. So we did uh, the latter. And then to to soothe our anxieties, just went out and, and got really drunk. But the next day, we got on our, our bus and fully expected never to see this person ever again. Uh, and we got off the bus and uh, the guy was standing there with our passports in a rubber band, uh, first person off the stairs of the bus, handed them to us, said, have a good day. And we had all uh, these Vietnamese visas in our passports and we were good to go. And uh, that is why the Cambodian people are one of my favorite people on the planet. And we ended up making it through to Vietnam just fine. Okay, so we know that you are a traveler. You're a bit ambitious. You're also a bit fly by the seat of your pants, but you've probably learned that uh, traveling these days uh, is something to Google ahead of time. <laughs> you, it sounds like you took some sort of leadership role within the team uh, to help make the decisions. You're definitely not risk averse as you were willing to hand over your identity to possible strangers, all for the sake of adventure, which puts you back into that like entrepreneur position. And if you just rattled your fists at everyone and said, damn you, I'm an American and I should be able to do what I want, then that probably wouldn't have worked out. So you, you, you were a bit optimistic and fit into where you could. And then I assume the trip was probably a blast. Exactly. Yeah, it was awesome. I think you nailed it. Uh, it's all boiled into one now that, now that you tease it out. There's the optimism for sure. There's the, uh, the, the risk, whatever's the opposite of aversion. And I think a little bit of leadership as well. So it's, it all kind of boils down to what I do every day anyway, I suppose. Well, in a very similar situation here, you're stepping off of whatever virtual plane into my office and you're about to sit in the hot seat, which you have no idea uh, how comfortable or uncomfortable this will be. But at the end, if we look at being an optimist, we're going to help classify you even more as an entrepreneur because whether it's a visa or the right answer to a question that you've had a hundred times, it's all about the moment in real time, the decisions that you make. So Alex, what do you know about the 313 before we get going? I like to make sure everybody who hears this knows, knows what's going on. And this is unique because you've heard about it, but, but this is kind of the real, the real hot seat. So give us just a small backdrop and then we'll jump into the show. For sure. So yeah, full disclosure, I, uh, I have heard of the 313 before. Brian has uh, walked me through it a bit. I took some notes. Uh, I remember there's three sentences, one one sentence, sentence. Maybe, and then three yeah. three words. Um, but that's that's as far as I uh, as I as I remember. All right, so here we go. Do you agree that people care more about what you do? Or do you agree that people care more about the problem that you solve? If you only could choose one of those choices, what do you think people care more about? The problem you solve. Okay. 
I, I was almost not sure if you were answering or asking the question back, but I think he came down at the end. You're like, the problem you solved. The like, problem I you believe solved. You. Yes, yes. <laughs> deeper at the end. Is it's funny. Sometimes we can answer questions, but the way we use our tone, it sort of it, it sort of ekes out the fact that we're not really sure if that's it. So just to be sure, final answer. People care more about the problem you solved. Final, final answer? answer. Final answer. Good, good. We already have a little game showing. Maybe I'll just incorporate that into the three and three, making sure we get the final answer. Love it. If you agree, like I do, that people care more about the problem you solve than what you do, then I think it's extremely important to be able to explain the problem that you solve without any mention of what you do. And that last part is where it's hard. So I'm gonna ask you, can you tell me the problem that you solve in one sentence without any mention of what you do? And to keep you honest, I actually have a buzzer here in real time that if it goes south, and you tell me what you do, you're gonna hear the buzzer, all right? All right. And tell me, what is the problem that you solve? No one can afford legal services. Okay, <laughs> now there was no buzzer. Like there's a little dramatic pause as the judges were thinking. My one pinhole in that bubble is, is a certain word that starts with A or E. Was it, did you say anyone or everyone? I said no one. The idea here is that when you use things that are extreme, like nobody, you said nobody can afford legal counsel, like immediately because you said nobody, and I can think of just people on the top of my head, like that just friends, family, people in the public eye, that they have legal representation, I know they pay for it. Right. So if you told me that and then asked me, Ryan, is that a problem? Honestly, I'd have to be like, uh, yes and no. Like, because if it's, if nobody can, then like, why are there all these successful law firms of right. people that get tons of fees? So you didn't get a buzzer during the real time because you technically told me the problem that you solved. But if we want to get meta, I think as you're articulating the problem, if you can not generalize as much, it'll make me do less thinking about why it doesn't work. Yep. Okay. So try it again. Try yeah. it. So what is the problem that you solve? Small businesses okay. don't have access to flat fee transactional legal documents that are reviewed and customized by an attorney. Okay. That was, that was a lot more packed into there. We're almost on the extra side. We're like on the other side, I'm almost like confused because there's so many, so much dynamics, but I heard things like flat fee and I heard things like uh, document review or something along those lines. Oftentimes when we explain the problem, we typically like want to explain that there's multiple problems. The problem is that there's not a flat fee thing. The problem is they don't have an easy way to review the documents. The problem is they can't afford it. The problem is something else, right? Those are all problems. But if you had to choose the one biggest, what would it be? Is it a flat fee thing or is it an affordability That's, thing? I think, th I think those two are the same. I think it's a, it's a flat fee thing. It's a flat is it, so fee you can, is, is the problem thing. that you can't, like as a small business owner, if you can't predict your legal costs, it could put you in a ruin? Is, it, the, the, is there predictability with it? The, the problem is that small businesses, right, when they need a transactional legal document, 
okay. oftentimes don't have the budget to go to a law firm to get that generated, customized or explained to them. So they'll often go and find a document Okay, so we're getting into this. I, whatever you just said right yeah. there, like it came off supernatural and it was like, you're, def you're like defending your problem thesis is what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, the, like think of this as defending your problem thesis. And so I just kind of was peppering you as a question from the audience. You're like, dude, Ryan, the problem is that when businesses want a single transaction legal thing and they, they don't have an idea, like whatever that was, it just came on, it, that made sense. That is a problem. Cool. So we have to remember what you said now. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did I say? Um, I said, I said, when small businesses need transactional legal documents, yeah. they don't have the budget to go out and pay a law firm to generate them for them. Okay. That, that's a problem, right? Now, I think that of what you've said before, like th that seems to resonate. It comes across very relaxed. There is possibly a way of adding what I call a little bit of blood to it. Like if they don't get these transactional legal documents, like what, what could go wrong? Is it something so extreme they're going to go out of business? Probably not. But could it, could they lose a contract? Could they get screwed over? Could they end up paying more for certain? Like you might be able to pepper in one or two of those so that they support the problem. Right. When a small business wants a transactional, uh, you know, legal document created and they can't afford to do it, it might result in them blank. Right. Like right. what are some of the things that that they would experience? Like, yeah, I think on one end of the spectrum, it's that if you don't get it generated at all, that's like me hiring you with no employment contract. Right. Hmm. Or that's like me telling you, hey, Ryan, here's 10,000 stock options, but I'm not going to give you I'm not going to write it down just like. <laughs> Trust me, right? Uh, <laughs> that's one end of the spectrum. The other end is that, hey, Ryan, here's a, here's a stock option grant template I found online. It's probably fine. Let's sign it. Okay. There, there's, some, there's something in there. And those are great <laughs> examples. And those are like colorful case studies of problems that we can kind of relate to. And so I think that there, there might be an opportunity to weave a little bit of those. And for those of you listening, yeah, we're talking, but we're trying to come up with the three sentences first. So the three, one, three, three sentences, problem, solution, market. One sentence, problem, solution, market, squished together. And then three words, which is really just re relational terms of two things using metaphor or analogy. If you can describe your business in terms of something else, it's like the higher level of cognitive ideation, essentially. So we're right. doing the three sentences. So the first sentence is the problem that you solve. And the problem is when small businesses need single transactional documents, be it for employment or stock options, if they don't have the legal advice or if they don't have the, the budget to do it uh, legally and, and to the best, it could put them at severe risk. It could put them at, at employment issues. They could put, it could put them probably more likely to be sued. Like, yeah. And if you look at the way we're structuring it, it's about, the main transactional set fee documents. That's the problem. And it, you can use these other little relatables. And I think that what we just did, I really have that much more of an understanding because you got me at that big problem. And then we were able to clarify that problem as opposed to like three different problems and me not sure what you actually do. Right. Okay. Yep. So how does that feel? Like as just a one sentence? I like it. Yeah, it, feel, it feels a lot better. 
So here's, here's what's going to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> when the next time somebody asks you, Hey, what is it that you do? I challenge you to say, and you got to make this believable, right? This is, it's not acting, but it's just genuine. You're like, actually, I do a lot of things or it's not really what I do. That's important. It's the problem that I solve. And then if you just hold your breath, don't let yourself breathe. Cause then you can't talk and wait until they say something. I almost guarantee they're going to say, huh, what problem do you solve? Now you just tell them that sentence and you go, you know, the, the tragic problem is when a small business owner needs a single transaction document made like for stock options or something, but they don't have the ability to afford it, which increases their liability to a crazy amount. And then they're going to hear that and they're going to process. You haven't told you what you haven't told them what you do, but they'll be like, Oh, you could say, is that a problem? They'll be like, yeah, I can see that as a problem. And you could say, now that they've disassociated, it's like, it's a problem. Is that a problem that your business ever faces? Like trying to come up with legal documents and you go to, to a template boilerplate, not sure if it's the right legalese or not? Oh yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, we've, we, we've experienced that. I feel the pain. And you'd be like, is it something that you're looking to solve anytime soon? Well, maybe as he's now thinking about the problems that he has or that she has. All right, well, I can help you out. Like you literally can get people interested in what you do without even telling them what you do. Because I bet you could solve that problem 101 ways. Right. And so you could tell me 100 different ways and they, they might not resonate with me, but the problem actually does. And so I just get excited about that even as a concept because we're so ingrained to think that what we do is, is, is important. So that would be the challenge for you. When somebody asks you what you do, it's not really what I do. It's a problem that I solve. Yep. I love it. So after that conversation, you know what they're going to ask you? So what's your, what, do you, what is this? How do you solve this problem? Right. You kind of are right back to where you started, but now they're actually interested. Right. So the second sentence of the three sentences is, can you tell me your solution? Which typically we'd want to get out initially. So can you tell me your solution? And the only way you're going to get a buzzer is if you go on for like four or five minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time frame. All right. Uh, <laughs> You'd be okay. surprised. I'm going I'm to keep it. I can keep it short. Okay. So we develop the only attorney-led, AI-enabled legal document and services marketplace. That's it? And I, and I know the last part's market, so I almost said four. So I'm going <laughs> to hold off. Okay. Well, I, I think you did well. You hit a couple things like the first or the only, you know, you said lawyer-led, that stuck out. Uh, the AI is a buzzy, buzzenstein. The only thing that I didn't hear was, uh, was the affordability part. Mm. And I just look at this as like checks and balances. So if the problem is that these small business owners, they can't afford these single transaction document things that they need, then your solution, which is this AI-based lawyer-led system that makes it affordable or something. Like I really think in our own heads, it's so obvious we don't see it, but you have to stitch back your solution to that problem. So I just, I missed that affordability element 
otherwise you're just like telling me, but it doesn't relate back to what I care about, which is the problem that you solve. Right, right. Okay, yeah, I, I get what you mean. So let's try it again. So let's say we build the only attorney-led AI-enabled legal document and services marketplace that provides flat fee transactional legal docs, documents that are attorney-approved flat fee transitional, transactional legal documents. There's a, lot a, mouth, of there's a mouthful there for yep, sure, right? There's a lot of adjectives in there. <laughs> but it, it's not always easy to like weave in one more thing. And yeah. so that's why doing uh, kind of being challenged in this way, I think that a way to position it, because you can say whatever you want. I'm just looking for more strategy. If you're talking about this first and the lawyer led and all these kind of qualifications and the benefits, you could say something to the extent of like, which enables us to offer mm. a low cost solution or something like that. Cause mm -hmm. you're building yourself up. And like, as a result of this end stop, but that, what does it do? Which kicks in bulk pricing or which kicks in less time, which means less cost or which kicks in a flat fee to make sure that it's affordable. Well, things that you can kind of tease on there. Right. All right. Okay. So we know what the problem is. Now tell us what's the solution in one sentence. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> my mind's all over the place. Okay. Uh, but, see, but see, this is a comfortable environment. And for people listening, they're not only geeking out on how they can explain what they do, but yeah. they might be small business owners that are now like stuck on this problem. They're like, everything you say, they're like, that's me. That's me. That, you know, yeah. so it's like, as we're practicing, we're also teasing out this real solution. So in a sentence, what is it? An attorney led AI enabled <laughs> transactional legal document marketplace that enables us to offer flat fee attorney approved legal documents. Okay. I bet you we could put that through a strainer and pull one or two or three words out, but we we <laughs> right. But, but how does that feel? Does it feel like at least the fundamentals are set up to where for sure. we keep hacking at it? Yeah. We can take off some, some of the bells and whistles for sure. But yeah, I, I think it's uh, the foundation is there. And what's cool about the foundation is then it translates to your website is then it translates to the off conversation after you're already past people being interested in what you do. And I, I can, I always go back to like a sailing analogy or something or, or using navigation. Once you have that GPS course set and those components there, then you can screw the strainer, just like start cooking. And you have all these ever like little ingredients that you can trickle through and you can then become known as that low cost flat fee solution, right. as opposed to like, oh, it's just another AI sort of app thing that does what I think somebody else, right? Right. So nailing these in really is difficult, but the value is in the guidance that in, it ends up giving you. Right. Because do you even want to spend your time with the people that can afford this kind of stuff? Like they're not your target, right? Right. And so we tend to like go wider to make it seem cooler, maybe thinking that somebody mm. might want to invest in it as like a project, but a big part of what you do is the people that you serve. So naturally, right. the third sentence in this three sentences is the market. So can you tell me your target market and you can't use the A word or the E word, the A being anyone or E word being everyone? Or I'll throw in another one, the no one. Yes, the no one. <laughs> okay, 
we build this for small businesses, smaller than 500 people that do not have an in-house legal team. Okay. I think we can, we, if, if that were a sandwich, I feel like it's missing the mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> right. Like something that kind of brings it together. Like I felt like the, the bread was a little rough on that over here, but if you were just to talk with me, not have the pressure of the hot seat, like this for small business owners, less than 500 employees, but what does it mean to not be able to afford these? Like, how can we further classify? You mean get a little more granular? Yeah. How can we get more granular? Yeah. So I think, okay. So we could say, we could say even, even in that, that group I just defined, right? Who is our, our sort of beachhead is startups, right? Fast growing early stage companies that are hiring people, raising money, uh, dealing with employee documentation documents, uh, fundraising and investor documents, even partnership documents, formation documents. Um, so let's say the, the, subcategory of that larger one I just defined is early, early stage start, uh, companies and startups. Okay. And I think that um, you use the word beachhead, which I love because it's really like the smallest part and we tend to want to go wider. But if you can convince me that you're for a sub subset that has the same qualities as larger sets, it's always easier to say that you can expand than I think to convince that you can just sort of all of a sudden be there. Right. You know, if you were going to start a fast food restaurant, enter your favorite fast food restaurant, would you, would you start up in one specific town and then gain some sort of traction experience, move to the next county and then the next county and maybe state by state by state? You know, you just don't pop up in all 50 states at once because it's not going to necessarily work. Right. Is there a type of quality of a startup scrappy business owner that knows that he needs the legal? but doesn't want to do it. And like, are there other characteristics that you could, that you could attribute to that? Are they, their characteristics, right? Like what type of entrepreneurs are there? <laughs> I'm going to say the E word. I think it's everyone. I think it's all of them. Right. Uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, I think it's uh, folks that are, let's say fiscally conservative, right? Maybe, maybe the company's bootstrapped at this point, hasn't raised any institutional money yet, or maybe has, but is still, you know, pretty fiscally, uh, I guess, what do they, what do they say? Uh, Scrappy, they're bootstrapping. Yeah. yeah I, all those things. What about, what about timing, time frame? Because you haven't really talked about timing of this. So there seems to be a sense of urgency in the examples, right? You've got stock options. Let's like, we need to get this settled up. You're working for us now. We need this employee contract. Does time factor into your market as far as like business owners who have to blank, get a hire on by something, who have to hire people mm. quickly, you know, for startups who are, you know, within 30 days of, of rate of going public with the raising? Be, like, I feel like there's a temporal unit that sure. we've never mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting. It's like these same scrappy entrepreneurs, to me, honestly, like if they can deal with it in a week, they're going to deal with it in a week. If they can deal with right. it in a month, they're going to deal with it in a month. But it's almost like those that are pushed by the Pareto principle to where it's like, no, wait, Parkinson's law, not Pareto principle. Parkinson's law, which is 
time expands to how much you have. Mm -hmm. And so if the court filing is due on a certain date, damn right, you're going to get it done before that date. Right. Talk to me about that. Is that a reality in, in what you're trying to do? Right. Um, yes. Let's take, and I think there's a couple of examples. Let's take the one that's on every startup's mind, which is cash flow and runway. Obviously, runway is, is a time frame and like a time limit. And you either need to bring in a bunch of revenue or bring in some investment to elongate that time frame. Now, if we go, if we look at the, the revenue route, that could mean, you know, establishing uh, contracts with your customers or establishing partnership uh, or referral agreements with partners. And of course, there's a temporal factor there as well, because you need to get that stuff done before you run out of cash or before the investor goes away or before the customer finds someone else. Maybe that's, maybe that's something worth exploring. No, it's interesting. And again, just, it's like, you know, just trying to find some threads to go from everyone Cause yeah. like I personally know there's stuff that I'm just going to put off until I'm forced until it's like, ah, the date is tomorrow. And you have to. So maybe your market it has some of those elements in it where it's a, it's a deadline driven entrepreneur or a deadline driven, a small company that's deadline driven for legal documents yet don't have an internal legal team and are staring at something. I, right. 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 And, 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 we, and we could even look at the employment part of it too, right? I mean, the temporal part of the employment part is once you hire someone or once you decide on someone, you've got, you know, say a week before they're going to be like, these guys are just messing around. I'm going to go right. somewhere else. Yep. So that, that, that's, that's one we could look at. So could, I, I like this idea of deadline driven company or, you know, companies that are driven by deadlines during growth phases, yeah. such as necessary employment contracts to stock options, even to transactional documents associated with funding. Like yeah. for me, that really seems to think, because if you get somebody who's not in the middle of a series A and they have their team set, they're not hiring anybody, right? they may be your perfect target market, except they're missing that urgency, right? Right, right, right. So maybe, maybe it's urgency and urgency is, is you don't necessarily think, oh, my market are those people who are urgently looking to do so, but it kind of is. Right. So back to the problem is the problem is when your small company is facing a deadline to produce a legal document and you don't have the team or cash flow to do it, it leaves you in a crazy it you'll you'll either lose deals or gain liability. Yeah. Okay? Now your solution is that we've created a, is it a real time? Like how fast is it? Let's say on the fastest, it's like an hour, right? On the okay. slowest, maybe it's a couple of days. Okay. So, so you're saying, so you could say our solution is a, is a, the rapid generation of legal documents. Get like, a, you know, you like to have the legally approved or lawyer approved documents for deadline driven legal requirements. Yeah. That the business, business owners are held to, like you can't physically have this employee unless you have this document. Right. But if you have the employee, but you don't have the document, like you're out of compliance until you figure out how to do something else. Right. And then that almost pushes to the market where the market are for, for entrepreneurs who are facing deadlines with no legal documentation that puts them at an extreme liability when they need a one hour to a one to 24 hour turn time. Yep. And so what I think is cool here is that 
you know, we get the problem, solid. We get the solution, solid. And then you talk about the market, you're like, wait, wait a minute. And it almost makes you go back and, and rethink the prior two. And it just shows how interconnected they are. Right. And the more detail you get about the market, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting all excited now because I'm like thinking up until this point, I'm thinking, okay, just another service. Sounds like it's for everybody. Uh, you know, I've already said it, nobody can afford it, but they can. So I'm kind of like, personally, I'm like, okay, I, I don't see it. And now when you're talking about the urgency, I'm thinking to myself, like my brain is coming up with people who I care about that I know might be missing these things because they're who you just described. And it's like, I, I now physically have more to connect you with possible people. Right. And so, so for me, I know it's, it's easier and you want to argue it's for everyone, but it's like, because you're not for everyone, I now know and feel comfortable to say, dude, talk to Alex. This guy's facing a deadline. He's really paranoid about the, the implications of COVID during his new hire. He's got to update his contracts. Or, you know, somebody is coming to work and they're wearing something that they stand for. And I want to support that as an employer, but I have other employees who are complaining about that as a, and I've looked at my contract and I don't address this in my contract. I need to legally protect myself because I'm afraid of getting sued. Like, right. You come to mind for that. Whereas before it didn't. And that's just for me that was that little urgency key that I think could be interesting to be stitched on. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's for, you know, and I think we can add the, uh, add the, the descriptor it's, it's deadline driven, right? Deadline driven small businesses. Yeah. And you know, so deadline you, driven you, startups. you then could probably reverse engineer how to get in front of that target market. Yeah. If you know that sales taxes are due at a certain time, or you know that um, there's, you know, hiring, I don't know. I, I, you could almost go back in and think like, all right, only X amount of people filed. And, and we know that people haven't, maybe you don't push them when they can push it off. Right. Okay. So that, I mean, we spent a, a large amount of time just on those three sentences. Right. And as we saw, even working through them, now we realize that we can still rework them. And so the core of this three of the three, one, three is like, doing this kind of a deep dive. I honestly, like, I mean, we've spent a bit of time talking back and forth, but I feel like I have a more in-depth understanding of what you do in this time, only with those three questions. than if we would have like, if I would have just listened and, and you would have talked and explained, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. Okay, cool. So there technically there's like three sentences that you could use to defend your problem thesis. And once you do that, mathematically, I can show you how to put it into one sentence. So it's just a, I don't know, are you a mathematics kind of guy? Yep. Okay. Engineer, engineer by background. So we have three things, the problem, solution, the market. And according to mathematics, if you line them up in a linear fashion, you can combine those three things six different ways. So A, B, C, then you would just take the A and you'd switch the C and the B. And then you would repeat. So we have P, S, and M. So to show you how we can do this, pick any random combination of P, the letters P, S, and M, and you have a total of six to go from. What do you think? Um, that's not a letter. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good dad joke. <laughs> uh, how about... Um, 
solution problem market. Okay. Now this is kind of like a magic show. And if I had an assistant to verify, like this, this is something that you just randomly came up with on the spot. And that's because it's one of six options. <laughs> so in a sentence, we're just going to try to patch them in like that. Yeah. It's solution problem market. So it can be something like I build or we build this AI sort of function. Like I build this to solve the problem of blank for these particular people. Yep. And it's okay if it's a little, feels a little bit long because you can always put it through a strainer or reduce, but then you're just thinking, this is our solution to solve this problem. It's not for everybody, it's for these people. So see if you can just wing it on a sentence. Okay. We build a transactional legal document marketplace to enable small businesses to deadline-driven small businesses. Now that's the market. Yes, right? mar okay, but I but yeah. I mean, what's cool is like I can hear your brain trying to put them together. Yeah, and like the first one you got, and and you stopped because you knew that you didn't need that much more to it. Yeah, but then you could say something like to solve the problem of costly one-off legal transactions. Yeah specifically for data-driven entrepreneurs who are faced by a deadline that puts them at liability. Yeah. If they don't, whatever. Right. Right. And if you, and if you take a step back or since we're both sitting, if we actually rolled back, the idea I think is pretty profound is if somebody came up to you off the street and said, Hey, I got a couple million bucks in my pocket. I want to know what you do. I want to know about your business. I want to know it all. Tell me in one sentence, like, that's like the biggest freak out, most exciting moment of an entrepreneur's life. But we kind of just are playing this in real life in a, in a group think setting and it can happen. But if you don't know how to structure it, if there's no formatting or if you don't know, oh, cause you were like, oh shoot, that was a market. Like <laughs> it's not that it's right or wrong. It's just this format. Sure. So I think that's, I think that's powerful because in one sentence to get the gist of this across, then you can backstep and fill in more information as it goes. Right. So try it one more time. Okay. Um, we build this to solve the problem of this for these people. Okay. We build a the only transactional legal document marketplace to solve the problem of unaffordable transactional legal services for entrepreneurs Data-driven entrepreneurs that deadline-driven, deadline-driven, deadline-driven. Yep, deadline. I think you might have said data-driven, which messed me up. Deadline-driven entrepreneurs that are unable to afford traditional legal services. Boom! Right, and and again, like I feel like you completed the task of filling those blanks, but then I could just go pop quiz. Tell me in MPS, and they'd be like, for small business owners who are staring down the barrel of a deadline for legal documents, uh, knowing their problem is they can't pay for it, I've built a solution that incorporates AI and real lawyers to make sure you're in compliance. Yeah. And like, I don't know your business. You, you spend a lot more time in your business, but you being able to articulate it in those one, two, three, three, two, one, three, one, two, those combos yep. helps me just listening to be able to regurgitate. Right. And so the more consistent you are with your core messaging, people will be like, oh, that one guy, he, 
they can pull to that instead of this like weird wide web of ramble that you might have like, you know, talking around it a few times. Right. Right. Okay. So, uh, so, and it's, you have six different versions of a one sentence. Yep. Right. That's like, it's like you open up the door number two and then give it up for prize number three. And then like all of a sudden you have a new car with six different, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I got okay. It. As I digress. Okay. So, the, so we have your, your business in three sentences, your business in one sentence. And now with this business of three words in its purest is three words, but I forget about the word count. Think of it as two different things. And when you were talking about it being like an hour or like, you know, fast, you're almost like the hot pocket of legal documents. Or I'll do you one better. How about the Tesla of legal documents? <laughs> oh, but Tesla's expensive though, dude. If I, if, if it was cheaper, I would already own one, but I'm still rocking a Prius. <laughs> don't they, don't they, wasn't there some promise that they were going to, you were gonna be able to get one for like under 30 K with a rebate? Is that, is that? Yeah. And it? then you put a hundred bucks on it and then you wait seven years for it to, to be produced. <laughs> right. And then there's Fair a enough. global pandemic Fair and enough. then, you, and then, you know, Elon ends up in Mars and right. he maybe didn't have the right legal documents in the first and he, place. And then he tweets about Tesla stock and then he gets sued and then <laughs> all sorts of, and then he needs legal help. He might be he a good, he might be a good, he, he can afford it though. So I, he probably isn't our ideal <laughs> but but do you see where like in my mind tesla's expensive like i like yeah. teslas but i'm yeah. rocking a prius because it's not at the price point that i want right now to feel good about it yeah so and maybe hot pocket is too cheap although i heard a study <laughs> that that like hot pockets are on the rise people are getting they're they're getting sick of the quarantine cooking so they're just mm. defaulting to the easier oh, option <laughs> um could you be the microwave of legal documents Mm, there's like this idea that you're cooking the books though or something right like <laughs> right i mean how about the uh you know um it's not an alarm clock i was thinking of like data or like not it's not data about, but some sort of... uh, what about like what about like a bird or like a like a scooter you know like instead of like it's like a flat fee to get you from point a to point b instead of you and going to like buy a car is it like a, is it like a lift for legal documents yeah, uh, it's it kind of is. It's not like I mean, but you pick up a scooter, so I'm, yeah. Um, okay, so like, um, is it a I mean, tricycle? If we're going, if, if we're going the, the food route, okay, the, a tricycle. I mean, you got training wheels on it. You can't really mess it up, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. If we're going the route of like, you can't really mess it up. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like you're on rails. It's like. Is it bump? Okay, what about bumper rails in your bowling alley? We're like the bumpers in your bowling alley for your legal documents. Sure. Bow bowling's not super expensive. It's accessible. Sure. It's definitely not a scratch. It's definitely not a scratch and it's definitely not a scratch and sniff. For some reason, I was like, is it a scratch and sniff for legal documents? No. And it just for people listening right now, like this has got to be interesting. Well, it's fun part. They might have already bounced, but but we're literally just like trying to come up with anything and everything that has the qualities that, that we know about your company yeah. Yeah. and, and associate it in other terms. And this is like, this is the higher level of like, this is a very, even though this sounds like the stupidest conversation ever, <laughs> it's, it's like super high level. And so yeah. somebody who's listening, they're probably thinking they're, they're shouting at, at their phone right now going like, no, you're like the blank of blank, but like it, there's so many options. Right. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, why, why don't we, 
why don't we go with like how about like how about like the uber the lyft right that's kind of it's it's affordable it's transactional yeah gets you what you need in a safe way but it doesn't require you to go and buy a car okay so so i would say looking at uber of legal documents or lyft of legal documents those even though they sound similar are two totally separate things right because the brand halo with uber is a bit different than the brand halo with lyft yeah if and things are changing on the on the fly like the whole world is fluid now but I remember when we used to be like taking car, like when, when, you know, when, when life was pre pandemic, you get in a lift and you're not necessarily talking to the guy or girl, but you're in, wait, did I say Lyft or Uber? Said Lyft. But I meant Uber and see like in my brain, like I believe that Lyft, even part of their training is like being conversational. Like it's a big, you know, smiley mustache. Like there's a bit of a, the culture is different than a, I'm just going to shut up and get you to where you're going. Like I'm yeah, a personal driver. Fair enough. Yeah. Also the, like everyone claims to be the Uber for blank. So that's maybe not a good connotation. That, re- that really makes me that. think of like on demand services. Right? Yeah. Right. There's which, too strong of that. Right. Which we're not really doing now. Um, now here again, the through and through is always evolving, but you could like double up and you could say if Tesla's, if, if like the in Tesla's engine had a baby with a um, with an Uber with a Lyft driver, <laughs> and that that engine child then uh, also had a baby with like a paralegal. And I'm not trying to like create a genealogy family tree or like get crazy, but but you can go meta, right? You can like sure. you can create. Sure. If everybody says I'm the Uber of this, then say, you know. I'm kind of like the Uber of legal documents and then put another filter on it. Like, yeah. If, <laughs> if Ubers were scooters or, um, if, if I'm just saying you can get, <laughs> how about like if legal zoom had a child with Uber. Okay. Now, <laughs> yes. If legal zoom had a baby or a child, uh, with Uber, that would be a little on car demand that dealt with legal services in a way that was digital yeah. and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Transactional. Yeah. Safe. <laughs> Hopefully the parents stay together. I mean, I want to make sure that this that this yeah. baby of yours is raised properly. And you right, know. right. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and 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 it's the and it's the it's the Uber. Well, maybe it's the Lyft because because you you get to well no it's the uber because you get to talk to the attorney if you want to you don't have to okay yes right because honestly one of my issues with lyft is like sometimes i don't want to talk i know i don't want to be left alone yes but sometimes maybe i do okay so think of all the experiences that you've had to make that a relatable trait of the brands between uber and lyft and by hailing those in a Punnett square literally a, a, you're saying the qualities that the dominant and recessive genes of of this <laughs> yeah, yeah. versus the dominant and recessive genes of this per a Punnett square we're going to come out with different oper- like we, we can only come up with four different versions of it and like we're going to take this risk we're going to hand the passports over and we're just going to take the risk and then it. it's going to show up right yep so i think yes today it's if legal zoom had a baby with uber and tomorrow, something might happen with another 
brand or or something that happens in the world that you could then latch onto or mold with. This whole thing is fluid. The pandemic is fluid. The stay-at-home orders are fluid. Your messaging should be fluid, but fluid has to be contained in a container. And if your messaging is just fluid and it's just spilling all over the place, then nobody can see what volume it holds. So the lesson here is that when car companies have babies with legal services, it can still solve problems for other people. And you'll still get your passports back at the end of the day. That's the lesson. You just got to have a little bit of faith in people. (laughs) Yep. That's it. There you go. Okay. So I, there, that has brought us to the conclusion of the 313. And you know, if, if you're listening to this, I think, I think we've had fun. I think that we've had a blast. We've actually teased out some stuff that I don't think we would have gotten to if we were just trying to be super serious. (laughs) And this is what I like helping people to do. So a quick break from our sponsors. Ahoy, it's me, Ryan. I'm the sponsor. It's my show. I wanted to ask you a question. Are you stuck? Are you stuck on what the problem is that you solve? Are you stuck on how to communicate your solution in a simple way? Are you stuck on how to define your target market? If you are stuck, I am someone who can help you get unstuck by using this 313 method. If you work with me, I will tease out the problem that you solve. I will help you clarify your solution and I will help you identify a target market that has the problem that you solve that needs your solution. Visit my website, ryan.online and click on the consulting tab to learn how you can work with me. That's enough self-promotion for the moment. (laughs) Now it's time to go back to the show. So there you go, Alex. Does that make you want to buy? Does it sound like a problem that you have? Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm sold. (laughs) I'm sold. Ryan Fallen method. Sign me up. Yes. The 313 all day, every day. Hey, well, this has been a lot of fun. If people do have the problem that you described, and they think that that solution can solve it, and they resonate as a deadline-driven entrepreneur who in the next X amount of days has to come up with something, they don't want to pay for it, we know they're going to contact you, but where do you want to send them? Uh, folks can find us at woodpecker.legal. All right. That's a, that's a domain. <laughs> so so the dot .legal is a, uh, is a, is a top-level domain you can get. So uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, thank you, Alex, for fighting your way through the 313 challenge like a metaphorical business baby from LegalZoom and Uber. (laughs) And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another 313 challenge. If you think you're up for the challenge, I challenge you to visit ryan.online forward slash 313me and you can apply to be in the hot seat. You can also keep up with every single 313 challenge by simply subscribing on your favorite app. You can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find our show on Good Pods. Don't forget to connect with me on social media. And until next time, keep it simple.